good evening, folks. Good evening. Hello. Hey, everybody. Day after the election, I bet you're thinking Yay. all they're going to talk about is the election. And you're, par you're, you're right. partly you're right, right, but not fully. We've, We've got completely canceled the normal radio show. And for the next not six and a half true. hours, we will continue the spin. Not true. We are going to actually discuss some things in the Bible. Could, and though. then we're going to get political. Um, if hey, you have you noticed like all the people that you like the people that you know that you go to <laughs> church with have y'all noticed that, that like their faces are sore today <laughs> like, <laughs> like everybody's walking they're like almost some yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, they get that, that you're up like most of the night yeah. and you don't even care yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the word freedom came I, had a, I had a client come in today and said I was saying that she literally looked like she had just woke up, maybe hungover. And I said, hey, how's it going, Sue? And she said, oh, I'm so depressed. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't not smile and say it. It's like I, today, I, I, everybody's a mercy. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry uh, you're I'm having really a bad sorry. day. <laughs> All right, we better get yes, out of trouble. I, we've already digressed. We haven't given our disclaimer yet. I know. <laughs> we've offended several people. Put sure. out a solid disclaimer before we went there, but yeah. that's okay. Um, so if you've been with us, you know that we have been going through Romans chapter 12, verse by verse. Um, we're now on to verse 8. Um, and so if you have your Bible or your iPhone or in an app, you can turn with us, and we're just going to start right there. So Romans 12, 8 says this, and he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So Paul just kind of almost, uh, what would the word be, just kind of blows up with these gifts. He's been doing one or two for, per verse for the two verses previous. Uh, so we've hit prophecy so far, um, ministry, which is service teaching, and so he's covered three in two verses, and now he covers four gifts in one verse. Boom. Yeah, and uh, under exhortation, uh, you've got to remember verse seven, because, you know, there's context. Uh, Let us use it in our ministering, he who teaches in teaching. So, in other words, he, he's saying, uh, give it all you got. To, uh, let us use them. Uh, verse 6, actually, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. So, in other words, use the gift that you have. If you're prophesying, prophesy in proportion to your faith. If you're serving, uh, then use this gift in your service. If you're teaching and teaching, and then he who exhorts in exhortation. Now, it's at this point that he leaves the whole point of let us use them, and he, and he adds to giving with liberality, and he adds to leading with diligence, and he adds to mercy with cheerfulness. So he gives extra commentary here with these gifts. So starting with exhortation, you still have the idea of use it uh, in your daily in your daily life, use your gift of exhortation. Um, what, what, and, and I don't know if you have the uh, 1828 app on your phone or not, uh, and I haven't looked at that today as far as this particular word, but I prefer the idea of cheerleader. That's what an exhorter is. 
A teacher's going to get down to the nitty-gritties of, it means da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> An exhorter's going to lovingly get in your face and go, you can do this. An encourager. The encourager, that's exactly right. I, that's probably even a better word. Uh, someone else. Well, I'm, I'm really not trying to dip, drive this back into the election, but... Uh, well, then don't. <laughs> sure I'm you're not, Gavin. I'm messing with you. Right. Did the, uh, Trump's latest campaign manager basically said to him, he, this is two weeks ago, he, he asked her to do something. She said, no, I'm not, no, not going to do it. And he said, you're, I'm paying you. You're, you're going to do it. She said, no, I'm not going to do it. He said, why? Because you're acting like you're going to lose this election. I think you can win this election. I know you can. So that's the kind of yeah. example Amen. that when somebody steps in, when you're maybe faltering, you're in a tough spot. I've had Joe do this to me, he called me up, and I don't even think he knew what I was going through. But he called me up and said, you know what, Gavin, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I just need to hear that. I need somebody call me up and tell me that. <laughs> you, you laugh. <laughs> Sometimes because you I have that. a I have an experience like that too. <laughs> Y'all seen the card, uh, the the western scene? Uh, there's a cattle drive going through this cavernous thing, and and there's this bull that is at the very edge of the cliff, and he's like this, and there's a rope around his horns, and you follow the rope down in the crevasse, <laughs> and there is wrapped around the saddle horn of a horse. <laughs> okay, the horse attached to the rope with the bull is trying to keep from going over and the cowboy's hanging on to the stirrup on the saddle. And the bottom of it says, hang in there, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's exhortation. That's exhortation. Todd, you got something? Not, no. no. Well, what I was thinking, it's kind of a, it is a difficult world. I think we've got that figured out, and you do need encouragement. And so if your gift is to encourage people, um, of course, encourage people inside your influence at church. That makes sense in your Christian or your church family. But how to be a Christian and look like a Christian to people that aren't Christians, encourage. And that's something people don't get a lot of. So here, if you're wanting to be influential in your circle of people at work, at your family, your your friends that don't go to church, if you're a very encouraging person, that's something they're probably not very used to seeing. That's a big deal. Yeah, and I think that you bring up a good point that I do have something, I just didn't know that it went with exhortation, but that brings out a good point is in verse 8, as it, in totality, he gives us the what and the how. Not just the what, not what the gift is, but the how to express how to use the gift. And so when you look at he who exhorts, I mean, obviously that's that's the what, you know, exhort. You're going to be an exhorter. That's what you do. But but do it how in exhortation. So with that, it's not in a uh, we can all, sometimes we can try to motivate people in a logical way. Like Gavin, look, it's it's really not that big of a deal. You're making a mountain out of a molehill here. But that's not what he's. But that's us my to best do. thing. Yeah, he's. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I do. He's using his gift. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, he's he's. 
uh, encouraging those people with the gift of exhortation to do it in an encouraging manner, mm-hmm. not in a demeaning manner. Right. And the same thing going on with those that give, give, give with liberality. You know, be do it, do it Man, liberally. We're not there yeah. yet. Oh, oh. Well, I, I, <laughs> my I'm point has. Shall we segue into? Yeah, the let's go to those who give. <laughs> okay, let me say for it those yeah. of us who only see it. On exor- exhortation. One more thing on exhortation. There, if if you don't have the gift of exhortation. I guarantee you everybody around you knows it. And if you do take, go out of your way to exhort somebody, it's going to mean something to them. Yeah. If they know you're not an exhorter, you go out of your way to encourage them, they're going to, it's going to mean something to Try them. Try it. You might like it. That's Amen. right. A rose to the living. G- give a rose to the living. People need it. That's yeah. it. You better believe Amen. it. Yeah. Okay, so he that giveth liberality. Take, go for it, Todd. Well, I, I was just going to, it's the same, it's exact same, it just repeats it's itself. It's the same, same thing. Same. Uh, is how to give. He, he who gives, give. Do that. Use the gift, but do it liberally. Don't 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 hold on to it for one specific situation. Give in all all of the areas that you're called to give. Um, giving seems like a large. I mean, are we talking giving financially? Are we talking giving our talents? Giving our time? Giving our well, efforts? Uh, that's what are a, your that's thoughts a very, there? That's a very good question. I, I believe personally that this is the supernatural gift <coughs> of being able to help someone on a financial slash possession level. That, that, that this is a person that can meet a, a materialistic need because he or she has the ability uh, to, well, that, that they're, I don't think they're well off because I think uh, people that may even be in poverty they may be given this, the spiritual gift of giving, so they're going to give out of their sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to give out of their resources. They're going to give out of God's resources. You know, the, the woman that gave the last, she gave all she had. You mm-hmm. know, the widow's might. So, so I, I want to be careful there not to make people think that you got to be wealthy to give as much as I do believe it is materialistic. I do believe that it is finances of some sort and, and way. I have been blessed by people that have the spiritual gift of giving. I've seen them bless other people. Uh, my dad and mom's favorite story in this area, uh, they were in a nondescript town, uh, and their car broke down. And at that nondescript town, in other words, they don't live anywhere near there. In disclosed location. In walks this guy that they knew. And so I said, Dwayne, what's up? You know, And so dad being the consummate secret private guy, he didn't lie to him. He just didn't tell him what was going on. And uh, so when they went to leave, he did the famous Baptist handshake where he had went into his you know, pocket and got some money. And when he shook Dad's hand, Dad felt it. And so Dad, being a preacher, he knew what that meant. He took it. And it was a $100 bill. And this was back in the 70s when $100 bill was lots of money. Took care of everything. Took care of everything. Yeah, amen. Now, whether that guy had the supernatural supernatural gift of giving, who knows? But he, he obviously blessed dad and mom. That was that giving and encouragement right there. And encouragement. You better believe it. And a $100 bill. And a $100 bill. I'm saying I would be encouraged greatly if somebody gave me a $100 bill. <laughs> that would be encouraging. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> All right. So That's a special day, the day <laughs> after the election. <laughs> Moving right along. Um the uh, let's see here. <laughs> if it is to lead, do it diligently. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so lead. Uh, ruler is the King James word. I really do believe that this is the gift of organization. Uh, 
and I've just heard about this gift. I don't know anything about the <laughs> yeah. gift. I've heard that said. <laughs> and the deacon said. Ask the husband. So uh, this is the person that has the supernatural ability to look at something and go A, B, C, D. And even under A, B, C, D, one, two, three, you know, and, and they're out there. And, and we, and, you know, I tease because we're blessed with many folks like that here. These are the, the people who have a different door for everything. A place for everything and everything in its yeah. place. See, I'm looking at these gifts and I'm seeing my sister. I'm not seeing myself at all for the record. I'm like, <laughs> not it, not it. That is her. So Teresa's the gift of organization. Every one of them. Encouraging, giving, and leading. She's perfect. It really is. It's funny how John doesn't show up and you beat him into the ground. Teresa's <laughs> here one night and she's like walks on water. That's she, right. Now you've got the gift, gift of, of exhortation now. Gift yeah. of Where's exhortation. A rose to the living. A rose to the living. <laughs> Uh, if y'all remember John Smith, the two former pastors that go here, his mother-in-law had the gift of organization. He, he told me and was quite, had conviction in his voice when he told me, he said, Ben, no lie. If you open her junk drawer, which her junk drawer didn't look anything like yours or I, no, mine my junk drawer is just that. You. You I, open will, mine I will and go you with hear, that because I've been in Teresa's house yeah. and I'm fairly certain that that is how it looks. Yeah. You awesome. open my junk drawer and you hear Sanford and Son. Yeah. <laughs> you hear theme music? Yeah, theme music <laughs> from Sanford and Son. But anyway, he said, if you take a pencil and move that pencil and put it right back, she will know it. She opens her junk drawer and goes, who's been in my drawer? <laughs> Spiritual gift, I guess. But yeah. no, this is the person, again, that can come in. And, and if, you're, if you're like me and you struggle, you need to find people like this and use them for the stuff that you do because it will help you immensely they may have you come and, and do whatever it is you do with your gift but you need them in, in your situation i as suspect well. maybe joseph had this gift yeah joseph yeah and then there's one more in there which Mercy. also makes you a good leader i mean no doubt yeah, yeah. administrator yeah, yeah. good well, it, can, it can it can <laughs> good now this you got to understand that it's i have suffered greatly by the hands of organized people <laughs> <laughs> Because I frustrate the fire out of them. Uh, and thank you, people, for not saying amen. But nonetheless, the, the thing that you got to know is that every one of these gifts has a fleshly use. The, the gift of prophecy, uh, black and white, if I'm not careful, I'm judgmental. No. I, I know. It's hard to no. believe. It's hard to think. But, but here's the person that is organized. You should be as organized as they are. Mm. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. I have had people with the gift of organization look into my car to see how well I was keeping my car. Uh, oh, boy. Well, I, can I just tell you right now, I'm going to save you the walk. I'm going to disappoint you. <laughs> I'm going to. It's junky. It, it ain't yeah. pretty. I'm it not ain't pretty. No, it's not. Um, and so anyway, the, the point is, though, is that there's a fleshly use, but there's also the, the key is the spiritual use. And, and we this church has been magnificently blessed with people with the gift of organization. And honestly, I wanted to get out of the way, and and, and, and then use the gift of exhortation to, too. Yeah, <laughs> my, they trip on my junk laying around. But. Yeah, so mercy uh, is the person that you want around when you're having a bad day. This is the person that can't stand that you're having a bad day, and they're going to go out of their way to cheer you up. Not not to bring it back, not to Gavin Hooks this, but to bring right. it back to the election. I, I literally had one of my friends who said that they felt sorry for the person that lost 
during their concession speech because they they just felt like they that's were that's mental illness. That's what, oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He said it. Yeah. Okay. So cheerfulness. It's it, mercy. Yeah. That's mercy. Mercy yeah. with cheerfulness. That word actually means readiness of mind, and it's where we get the word hilarity from. That that, that a mercy is hilariously excited to help someone when they are struggling. Don Cresilius has the gift of mercy. Mm. If you're hurt, you want Don Cresilius around. He will help you. So how else could you show? You know, I'm just trying to picture that with cheerfulness, show, show mercy with cheerfulness. Could you, could you show it with sorrow? Sure I you guess can. you could. Yeah. Well, yeah, right, because the mercy is, is just absolutely gifted as, is it uh, Ecclesiastes? Weep with those that weep, mourn with those that mourn, laugh with those that laugh. Yep. And that, that was, was a, they're happy to do it. Right, they're, right. They're, they're happy to do it and not it. when you walk away from the person and go, oh, my gosh, yeah. I can't believe it took me 20 minutes to get, you know, that, the idea that that person who's hurting is a, is a frustration or a hindrance to some people that, yeah. that are exposed to that. They walk away that, fulfilled exactly. that they've been able that, to yeah. help you. Exactly. That's, that's the cheerfulness that I would see. But, yeah. I, I haven't been able to pin him down, but I'm pretty sure Benjamin is the gift of mercy. If you're having a bad day, Benjamin's going to cry for you. I mean, he, he struggles. He, he does. And it's a good thing. It, it, re, it really is. Uh, we used to, I mean, it didn't matter if they were a 30-second cousin. If they were part of our family and they died, that ruined Benjamin's day. All day long, he was done because somebody that... Didn't know him, never yeah, met him. Yeah, it didn't matter. Life. Yeah, they were kin to him. And um, he, the, Benjamin, at about six years old, developed this cry, and he don't do it anymore because we basically persecuted him out of it. <laughs> but he would go... That's solid parenting. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, solid parenting. And, and, and uh, it was the cutest thing, and, and we still to this day tease him about, I don't do that no more. No, yeah, but still. All right, so we've got some announcements. Uh, we'll take a break here for those of you that um, aren't used to coming. We kind of do three different segments each night when we break them up. Also, you can text in. That's my phone number if you have a comment, if you have a question, or if you in general have something you'd like to see discussed. Topic. Let me bet. know. Um, so coming up on November 20th is our Thanksgiving dinner, and that is going to be catered. If you have not RSVP'd, you're in trouble. Right, pretty much. We built in some room, so, so right. let us know if you can come. You might be shown some mercy. Uh, yeah, amen. All right. Amen. Um, and then we have coming up on the 23rd, we will not be right here. Right. It's the it's our Thanksgiving break. There is no Awana. There is no radio show. Um, and also the ladies group is, or the ladies helping hands ministry, if you will, they are putting together Christmas boxes that will go to soldiers. Um, I can't imagine a better thing to do for Christmas than to reach out to our soldiers. They're asking for um, cookies, homemade or prepackaged, any packaged treats, sunglasses, lip balm, um, a deck of cards, things like that, something that the soldiers might need, and those will be packaged up and sent to them. Um, I have to imagine some encouraging notes, too, things like that. Um, so we have until November 27th to bring those to church. So please, if you're looking for something or a way to participate, can't think of a better way to for yourself or your kids to get involved. Um, and now we're going to move on to a little segment we like to call I'm Just Saying. And I can think of like a dozen I'm Just Saying things that I'm just ready to say. But starting with, I'm just saying I'm really looking forward to no more political ads. Mm. And the short, <laughs> oh my goodness. We don't watch a lot of television, just we're not home very much, frankly. But the small amount that we watched was so... 
painfully full of these political ads. And I'm going to miss the country song about Roy Blunt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying for me, today was Christmas. I actually <laughs> wished Merry Christmas to a teacher at Edgar Murray. She turned around and went, <laughs> she didn't know what to do. Didn't yeah, it feel like Christmas Eve was, last it, night? It like, was. We did got you not it. feel like a and little you kid? You had said that, I right. Yeah, I was it came for, early. I couldn't wait to wake up in the morning. So, so my, again, election-related, I'm elated about, the, the uh, obviously, the results of the election. But going through the, the middle of it, right in the middle of the, you could see on on Fox News they were kind of pensive, and on CNN they were very businesslike. <laughs> yes, well, it it switched. They they flipped in their attitude through the night. Of course, they CNN went very confident that they were that their candidate was going to win, and Fox was just sitting there, really like they were at a, a wake. They were just waiting for the bad news, and you could almost see the lights coming on in their faces as the the night went on. And I totally forgot what my point was. I'm just saying. I'm just saying yeah. that was fun to watch. <laughs> it was fun to watch. Yes, but but the other the other part of this was, you could see all the things that happened in in elections in the past happen again, that you thought last time. I'm going to see what I can do to change that. Why is it that all the every election it's always the city, the most liberal area precincts that come in last. <laughs> that they report their numbers last. I'm very suspicious of this. I'm just saying, they wait till they see how many. How many we got to have? How many we got to have? <laughs> I'm just saying, oh. it's possible. Oh. Did you bring your tinfoil with you? Yeah, yeah that's I what Red's giving me the the tinfoil <laughs> ad sign. I know. See, so I you know, mine's just my first. I've got two. I'm just saying, I was dead wrong. And number two is is I'm amazed at the amount of information that we get in last night. I mean, we stayed up and watched the, the information, how you can go back to, you know, how they go back to say how the last <laughs> election went, how the last, you know, how we can go back to with all the statistics, all the data we get to know, wow, it, you know. And we're, still, here's surprised. Where the change was, and we're yeah. still surprised, exactly. Here, so. Here's where the change was. That Just saying I love data. Flipped it this way. Yeah. Somebody texted in, I'm guessing the red shirt is a subconscious sign of party. I wore red to oh, work yeah. on purpose. For the record, I had a white shirt picked out, and I was like, not yep. today, white shirt. Not today. We that are is still away with you, right. minion. Yeah, and you know what? I was like one of four people at work that wore red shirts. Oh, there you go. Some of them even wore red shoes. I mean, you it deplorable was, you. I know. Yeah, you're, you're I'm deplorable. I am, hey, I'm, I'm going into the, the, bump, the Ben Kingston's business of bumper stickers. <laughs> I got bumper stickers coming. Basket of deplorables. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. De deplorables case. spelled out. Basket I'm a case. Basket case. Yeah. I mean, it's. I can't oh wait. my god. <laughs> I've got to read this. Read it. It is so inappropriate. But somebody else texted it in. All right. So. Okay. Um, this is an e-card, and it says, um, I can't wait for all these negative campaign ads to go away. We need to get back to normal ads about erectile dysfunction, <laughs> feminine napkins, toilet paper, and soup. Hey, amen, Viagra. Oh, yeah. my goodness, you can't watch television with your kids. No, just, you can't. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, we've digressed as we usual. So. Ruined, ruined and this week's radio show's not yep, sanctioned. I know. We just <laughs> blew our G rating right there. extremely uh, apropos that every CNN video that I watch starts with a Viagra commercial. It but just is just the truth. Yeah. Okay. Right. The girdle of belt so of truth. So yeah. Um, so we were talking about putting on the armor of God. Um, 
and it says to put on the full armor of God. It didn't say to pick a couple pieces of the armor right. that you think might suit you. It says to put on the full armor of God, and we're going through um, piece by piece, and we said in the beginning, when you put on the helmet and the girdle and the breastplate, when you're putting on all this armor, you're essentially wearing Jesus when right. you're done. Um, and we felt that it would be good if we could um, go through each one. So tonight we're on to um, the girdle of truth. Right. And, and again, we're, we're not taking it in the order that it comes in Scripture. We're taking it in the order of head to toe. And so you, we will share that. It's priceless. We, uh, we've discussed the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and now we're doing the girdle of truth. Now, uh, Todd kind of brought out the whole idea of the quote-unquote authentic armor that Paul was referring to, that there is certainly some things to be gleaned from. What kind of armor was he thinking about? You know, what, what did he see? Well, he saw the Roman armor, uh, and, and it was significant. Well, the belt of truth in that day did the exact same thing that belts do today. Except men were wearing robes, not... Correct. Correct. Pants, which is actually important because Absolutely. the belt was even more important when you're wearing a robe compared to right. But well, because a whole new meaning to close your skirt up. That's yeah, right. Gird up if your you loins. Need, gird up your loins. If you needed to run, you would bend over and reach the back part of your robe that is, of course, covering your back. You would pull it in between your legs and tuck it into your belt effectively making a pair of shorts. The first pair of athletic shorts. That's right. Really. Uh, Under Armour, I'm sure, was yeah. there. And, and you, you <laughs> could it, run. Get it? Armor. No pun intended. No yeah. pun Under intended. Armor. <laughs> you, you could run. You could work. Uh, you could lounge, whatever the case may battle. be. You could battle. You could battle. That's exactly right. So the girdle of truth is there to bind everything together. And there's no accident that it's truth. Uh, and so... Um, I got a verse here I want to share with you, First uh, Timothy 15. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how men ought to behave themselves in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Now, folks, this is something you've got to really connect with. The truth is everything. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. But he just told us now through Timothy, through Paul, that without the pillar, there's nothing for the truth to stand on. And what's the pillar? The church. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what's the church? You, you and I. You and I are bodily representatives of Jesus Christ. And, of course, we know that the truth is a person brought to us by uh, Gavin. And, and, and it's absolutely biblical and, and straightforward. So what holds everything together? Jesus. Truth. Yeah, the truth. The truth. Jesus. Well, that's I my comment. America is getting scarce on truth, and people want the truth. Um, and how do we arm ourselves with the truth but to know the truth, right. to know the Bible? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. One of the best analogies I've ever heard about knowing the truth, and um, it was saying people that look for counterfeit bills, mm -hmm. you heard this before, mm -hmm. they study a counterfeit um, bill. They, they study um, not the counterfeit, though. They study the, the, real, real thing. the real thing. They know the real thing so well mm -hmm. that they can spot a counterfeit immediately. And they right. may not be able to tell you exactly what is wrong about the counterfeit bill. They just know it's not right. They study the truth. 
And it's the same thing with us when we know the truth and when Satan comes at us with something that's not the truth, we can recognize that immediately. Yeah, it's funny. I just started a Bible study this week, and the verse that we were doing today was John 8, 32, and it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And part of the Bible study was looking at the context and trying to, to understand more, doing exactly what we're doing here, but digging deeper into a verse-by-verse -verse look and looking at the context of that. It says, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And that's from uh, 31b. And then in 32, it says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And so it, what is it that the truth is? It's, it's the word. And the word is truth, and it's what, it's what will set us free. And so mm -hmm. I think that the idea of that, that belt it being truth, it, it's what binds everything together. And when you translate that or take that back to you know, what we're hearing here in uh, John, when the, the truth is what binds everything together, and truth is my word. I mean, that, that right there, is, that's some deep, powerful insights for life that you can really apply to a day-to-day -day practical living. There's a huge uh, word picture there. And you, you add to that, add to what this, we're discussing here, all the verses that have the word truth in it. Uh, so if the truth binds, binds us together, holds us together as a support for things, and even, even what some of our other weapons hang from. Exactly. It, without it, you're, you're, I guess, everything kind of comes apart. And if you keep that in mind, love rejoices in the truth. Mm, yeah. There's a, there's a uh, place and a purpose for love, and when you take truth out of love, love comes apart. It can be toxic. Without having the, the running in the banks of truth, love is a flood. It, it, it destroys things. And people who say, well, you just need to love the person. You just need to love the person. Um, let them continue in a lifestyle that's destructive to themselves and the people around them. And just love them. Yeah. Though without any truth, you're not doing them any good. Love rejoices in the truth. Just taking it back to what you said about how it holds up some of the other, some of the other um, weapons, whether weapons or the the armor, if you think about the breastplate and what we talked about last week and how the armor of a Roman soldier was front and back, and so that kind of tied it together and it kept it from flopping around. And we talked last week with the breastplate being that that protection from the t attack of the unknown, what you know, coming from sight. Well, if that stuff's flopping all around, it's exposing some pretty vital core Pointless. areas that without truth, we're being exposed in areas that we otherwise wouldn't be when we do arm ourselves with that so it's it's a it's a vital a vital piece of albeit small you know we visualize it as small it's yeah. really really big well that is how jesus when he was attacked by satan or excuse me tempted by satan right. he countered his attacks with the truth right and satan does the same things to us he might come at us with something that's kind of partial truth but partial lie and he countered it with the truth, specifically from the Bible. He quoted scripture um, every time. He just exactly. came back at Satan every time with the truth that is in the scripture, right. um, essentially, which is the foundation. If the belt's the first thing that's mentioned, if that's the foundation of all of this armor, then it's the truth. So it's knowing the word, speaking the truth. There's a, there's a thousand lies that the, the enemy can bring at you on one truth. So how, how here, here's just something I've learned through, through my life, and I it's held true for me. I hope it holds true for you, no pun intended. When you have someone who's presenting um, an argument that you know is wrong by God's word, 
and you, you speak the truth about the, the, whatever the topic is, you say it's wrong for a man and a woman to have sex before marriage, and they, they come at you from all directions when you say something like that. What, 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 once you've said it, and, and you, that, that's the bottom line, it's wrong, it's a sin, it's immoral to have sex before marriage, and you, they have presented 20,000 different reasons why you, that's untrue. What happens next? What, what in my, well, let me just say, I, I don't want to put you guys through the, the ringer of trying to get in my head. I wouldn't do that yeah, to you. Yeah, please. So, well, I, although thanks. we do have Todd here to interpret tonight. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, Isaiah, and I, I remember the verse, I just re, didn't remember the address, but it says, Isaiah 55, 11 says, so, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for whence I sent it. And so, I, I mean. <laughs> God begins to work. That's right. And so. God begins to work. Anything that starts with truth in, in his word becomes what he desires it to be. Amen. Yeah. If we don't say the truth, what can he work with? That's right. Yeah. The, and the onus isn't on us. You know, I, I, I'll just I'll, to say it. Right. It's on us to say it. That's right. And but I'm saying the, the onus on for that. us to defend it is not. Amen. That's right. It's just to say it. Amen. And I'll tell people when when they start, you know, kind of getting after me, I say, look, you, you're not arguing with me. Amen. And I'm not going to argue with you. Right. You, you you need to deal with this, and you know, you know? And we've talked about it in Sunday school several times. In the in the in the way that I have found more inroads is 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 not necessarily as much presenting an argument in return to what I've said, the statement that I've made, or the the principle or the truth that has been laid out, but more so asking the person the, to question their own. You know, we're asking more questions about theirs. They start finding ways that. There's no way to get around this. I, can't, right. I, can't, I keep coming back mm -hmm. to, well, what makes this wrong? And, and mm -hmm. it almost, it, it holds itself up. It, it, it binds Amen. itself. It, it argues itself. It, it debates itself. Right. It does everything for you if you'll just present it and, you and take reside there. what they have said to its natural conclusion, That's right. Amen. It's, its problems show right. up. Uh, and I have found as, as a, a strategy, if you'll take something to the extreme, if it's wrong in the extreme, it's probably wrong in the, in the slight. Yeah, right. Uh, one thing, too, I would say almost on the opposite side, that if you find yourself, for whatever reason, not using the truth, you're going to find yourself exposed. Or living the truth. Right. right. Or living. Right. Well, Living amen. a lie. You, amen. Uh, and I think that that brings the point that there, there's a reason that this was mentioned first. And right. I think that we can't just gloss over sure, the fact that sure, sure. although we're doing this out yeah, of, you know, sure. from head to toe, there's a reason that, that scripturally uh, Paul didn't go head to toe. Right. He, he started with, with the, foundation. the, the, the yeah. most important aspect of what ties it all together. And, well, and that's truth. Yeah. The... Uh, <laughs> With my fluctuating weight these days, uh, and it usually fluctuates one direction these days, but uh, there are times in my life I do not need a belt. Don't. I've got enough internal pressure that it stays right oh, where it man, needs to Oh, man, I stay. just thought of a bad dad joke. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> so uh, three, four years ago when I lost a significant amount of poundage, one particular day at the house, uh, you know, all the family were in the living room, so I just thought I would mess with them a little bit. And I desperately needed a belt on. And so I just walked through the house and let gravity do what it does. And, and of course, I was still covered, but everybody went, oh, Dad! You know, and Don's like, oh, my, you know. And, oh, 
I'm like, see, see, you need to wear a belt, boys. <laughs> Pull my pants you up and put oh, a belt on, yeah. It, it, but no, that's the point. For that. That, yeah. Yep. <laughs> no mental pictures, <laughs> that, please. That, but the, that's it's really it's hard. a lesson in don't yeah. look at the parsonage when you're pulling uh, out. Yeah, of yeah the do not driveway. look in that window. <laughs> um, the, uh, the whole point is exposure. When you do not protect yourself with the truth, mm -hmm. you are exposed. All right. Or you're living um, inconsistently with it. Right. Amen. So we're just desperate to get to our third topic, but I will tell this dad joke real quick. For tell those it. of you that haven't been here, if we come across a, a dad joke, which is in essence a bad joke that our dad <laughs> told, and I've got... That hurts. I mean, I've got an arsenal of dad jokes, but have you ever heard about the husband that asked his wife, have you seen my belt around the house? And she says, why, does it fit around the house now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Sorry, oh, I can't help it. Where's sound effect guy I back can't there? Help oh, my goodness. All right. So we usually do this <laughs> thing now where um, we say, I know I'm getting older because, and we share a reason we know we're getting older. Um, but in honor of rifle season, yes. this is a country church. This I mean, let's face it, church. people like a good deer story. So we were going to <clears> each share our, we shared a, a funny or a good deer yeah. story. And tonight we have a, a funny deer story we could share. Uh, or two, yeah. I mean, I have I, no I, deer I, stories. Do you not? Well, I mean, the closest I have to a deer story is driving on Highway 100 home, and I almost hit a buck like a monster. I would have probably put it on the wall just to be like, and that one's mine. <laughs> you should have. That was $10,000 worth of damage to the front of the car. I mean, but well, that's the closest I have. No. Oh. All I saw was antlers, and I was like, oh, my Lord, I'm going to die. And it... <laughs> It went on. What I was like, oh, what deer do? It just <laughs> pranced on. <laughs> deer do. Uh, just gave me chest pain, and then it went on across the road. So we, we left uh, the good doctor's house at 11.30 last night uh, after it was obvious that they were not going to call it anytime soon. And no lie, me, Mom, and Benjamin are in the car. And uh, y'all were, uh, oh, I can't believe, Carl's Towing. I'm assuming he's local. But Carl's towing was halfway in the road Oof. still and halfway on the shoulder going towards St. Clair. So we're going to Lonedale, and, and he's waving me down, you know. And my first thought is, don't stop, you know. But I thought, no, it's a business. It, it'll be fine. So I roll the window down, and um, the guy says, sir, could you, do you have a tow, a hitch on that? I said, no, I don't. And he said, well, I need somebody with a hitch. I need to pull my bumper out because my bumper's rubbing against my tire because I hit a deer. That's what he said. Ooh, well. I ran over this deer, and my bumper's rubbing on my tire now, and I just don't want to tear my tire up. And I said, sir, if you got a chain, we'll, we'll pull that out. Oh, all right. You know, so that's what we do. And this is the advantage of having an 18-year-old son that looks like he's been kicked out of the military, you know. <laughs> Meaning he's carrying a little bit of weight. Good way but, to describe but, but, it. Yeah, he looks a little bit in shape. I told him, I said, it's like that post over there. Yeah. So y'all remember the guy running for the marijuana mayor of town? Remember that guy? Yeah. Right on the road, he, he was yeah. pushing oh. the marijuana. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. So he comes out to help. Legalized cannabis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was happy. He was. This guy was happy. And so I told Benjamin. <laughs> Why said, wouldn't he be? Yeah. I said, son. <laughs> If something starts to go down, <laughs> you do what you got to do, boy. Y'all could do you know. So anyway, we get out and we hook everything up. We pull it out. And so, you know me, wh where's the deer? <laughs> oh, I ran oh. over it. Oh, okay. Oh. Right. I mean, this is a huge I thought truck. you were going to ask him to come to church. Well, I should have. Yeah. If I'd been spiritual, <laughs> I did. I did. I said, I'm pastor of Bethel Baptist Church. Because he wanted to pay me. What, what, what do I owe you? You don't owe me a thing. 
Man, I, I, the tow yeah. truck guy's trying to pay you yeah. for pulling his bumper yeah. up. Yeah. It's fantastic. Great guy. I told I Donna, I said, I think I just met Carl. <laughs> of Carl's Towing. Wonderful guy. Uh, but anyway, so that's really honestly not my story. Um, <laughs> well, that took up all your time. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got elections. <laughs> all right, elections. Let's get it. Election talk. Right, Let's did do you, it. Did somebody Anybody else have a deer story? Yeah, I, I, I had the perfect season story. That, Let's hear uh, that, uh, This is probably eight years ago, and I, I was down at Dad's, got down there, and he just wanted to talk and talk and talk and talk, and we talked <laughs> till 2 o'clock in the morning. I kept saying, Dad, man, I got, if I'm going to get out in the woods, i got to get yeah. in the and we talked till two in the morning. Finally, gave up on. It. I said, "Okay, I, I, we'll just visit, and whatever I get hunting, I get in tomorrow. I get in." So he said, "You don't need to get out there for ten o'clock anyway. They'll be out there at ten o'clock." And I was like, "Yeah, I get one day to hunt, Dad. I like to be out yeah. there." Anyway, I let it go. So I got in the woods about eight thirty. I pulled up to my spot. I'm trying not to judge you. Even I know that's bad. It, well, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Best season ever. Uh, at eight, started at eight thirty. So I, I get out of my car. I'm getting ready here. She must be prophet, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, get to prophet. I have the gift of prophet. Black and white. Wow. That was judgmental. Oh, that is, that is so classic. Me. That's going to come back on the highlight reel. <laughs> <laughs> so I leave my car running. I get everything, everything ready. I turn the key off, click the door shut, and I walk 20 feet, and I see two deer. I'm, in a, I'm in a, on a road in a stretch of woods that looks down over a valley that is in a field. I can see two down in the field. I get set up. I drop one right there, and the other one takes off. And I know that if you wait, the other one may come back, and you get to take a shot at that one. It did. I took a shot. It went down and then took off running. So I thought, well, maybe I got that one. I'm not sure. So I have one down, and I've got one maybe. I start walking down toward the, I've got tags for all of these, by the <laughs> way. Uh, disclaimer here. So I'm walking down the, through the woods toward the open field, and I hear something coming from my left. So I stop, got behind a tree, and it's just a little baby. D little baby, um, obviously you're Bambi. here. Bambi, yeah. So Looking I, for his mother that you just killed. <laughs> yeah, remember that? I'm sorry, Bambi. Your mother can't be with you any longer. <laughs> Man is in the forest. You are so cold. Anyway, <laughs> so I hear something coming behind this little baby deer, and it's the mama. So they get a pass. I let them pass. That's good. Kept walking. I get right to the edge of the field, and I hear something else coming from my left. So they're moving from my left to the right. And it's a, I hear a stick break, and I look up, and it's a big buck. And I'm right at the edge of the woods, so I took my shot. I had, a, I had three, two doe tags and a buck tag. So I shot him. He ran over the hill and died about 50 feet from the other deer. But this is, this is looking really good. You can't really make good. this stuff yeah. up. Like, did you even you. make it to a tree stand at any point? I never made no. it to the... So I waited about 20 minutes to make sure that they were all passed. They'd gone, <laughs> gone on to their reward. And I, <laughs> I walk over to... Because I realized that we may have... A, I couldn't remember if where I was hunting had an antler restriction at that point. <laughs> just the beginning of it. So it's a little I'm, late now. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, right. I have was, tags, but was, all of those deer are illegal. Gavin's yeah. whittling. <laughs> <laughs> Some duct tape. And it's got, go ahead, I go promise, ahead. Got officer. He got, had another point when I shot him. <laughs> must have knocked it off when he fell. Yeah. So, so I, I see those two there, and I, I'm, I'm making sure these. he did have, eight, it was an eight-pointer. Uh, so I went over and checked the other one. I started looking for a sign that I'd got the second one, the second shot I took. Didn't see any sign. 
actually before I got to that, another deer comes out of the woods and, and about 50 yards from me, standing broadside. Yeah, shoot me. Take a shot. Let me take a shot. I, I hadn't checked for blood sign from the second one yet, so I said, I got to wait. So I said, I didn't find any sign from hitting the second one, so I was good to get another one. I got another one that evening. That was the perfect deer season for me. So wow. Very good. Three wow. deer in one day. That Three is deer good. Three deer in one day. All right. Fantastic. It's never yeah. happened before. We shall hope again. that you all have that same luck <laughs> in the weeks to come. Um, so our final topic tonight, no surprise, is on the election results. Um, boy, I don't even know where to start. Uh, I'm just going to throw a meme this for us. up okay. for you. Yeah. I didn't know how big the basket was. Big basket of deplorable. So do we need to give big, our disclaimer? Big it, basket. It, the, the bottom line is, folks, is, is that we are a church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are not a Republican church. We're obviously not a Democratic church. Uh, I've made it extremely clear, Democrat church. I've tried to make it extremely clear that we vote for the par platform, not the person. Uh, and, and depending, you know, th there was a time that there were uh, great running people on both sides of the aisle. That there was a time because of the abortion issue and pro-family issues and such. Those days, I'm afraid, have come to a close. With all of that said, none of this is meant to be uh, offensive or, or anything. We understand that if your person didn't win, some of these things that we're going to say might be. They're simply not meant to be. We are, for me personally, I, I am, I truly believe with all my heart that what Franklin Graham did uh, starting almost eight months ago impacted the election. I believe that. Mm -hmm. well, uh, it, yes. it showed out in the numbers. Right. The, the, the highest level in decades for uh, evangelicals. Right. And, and what we did here with the maximum prayer effort was a direct result of what Franklin Graham did. And so I personally see this. I, I had a moment with the Lord last night watching the returns, and, and, and I, I believe that the two are connected. I do not believe that Donald J. Trump is the salvation of this nation. Lord help. I do believe that God can use uh, this situation for his glory, uh, just as I believe he could have used Hillary Clinton. I, I believe it. Uh, I believe it would have been two different directions in two different ways, but, but I do believe it. But I don't believe that we should not take the opportunity to enjoy uh, this opportunity um, and, and I'm going to tell you that, that I have been motivated. I, I mean, I've got some videos that I'm going to do uh, and the such. I've already told Todd. I, I don't know if y'all know who Van Jones is, but Van Jones on CNN said some things last night that just cannot Ridiculous. be left unanswered. Um, so anyway. Well, I would like to say that when we picked this topic for tonight, we didn't know what was going to happen no. with the election. I had just suggested, sure. let's talk about moving on from the election and continuing with our maximal prayer effort Amen. for America. Um, I, I think like everybody else, we're just shocked at what happened. Um, and I had said a month or two ago at work, we discussed politics more than we should, to say the least. And 
Um, I said, I think it's going to be nothing short of divine intervention. I just don't see this happening. This is going to be bad. I just, I don't want to be negative, but I just, I was a bit of a naysayer. And uh, so when I came in this morning to work, I was like, divine intervention. It was the, the that's hand why I of this. God on yeah. the election. And that's cast iron, folks. If I dropped it right now, I'd break both of my legs. This thing is he's, he's holding up a heavy. pig it, yes. with wings. Amen. And that's Donald J. Trump. It's almost <laughs> life size. When Ra pigs fly. When, when Randy Rayfield walked in, he went, "How did one of my pigs get in yeah. here?" <laughs> no, the ears aren't big enough to be uh, Randy's. Gotcha. That uh, divine intervention. I, I prayed. That you could. The guys that were at the house last night could say. I just keep saying, "Keep praying, guys. Keep yeah, praying." Amen. That the, the people that want America to be America will vote. And that was the biggest encouragement to me. It's not that uh, a Republican and certainly not a conservative one, it's that the American people voted for the opportunity for America to be America again. We just wanna be Americans again. We wanna be uh, a people who seeks excellence, who knows we're free, who by no experiencing freedom, know we ought to try to make other people free. We, we wanna, watch a football game and not get a political uh, message down shoved throat. down our throat about how bad we are. We just want to be Americans. And if we, we work on race by working together, stop, stop, you know, identifying or, or starting a relationship with someone by no, noticing the color of their skin. If, if you're working towards success for you and they're part of your, your enterprise, Race is not an issue. You know, you're, we're all in the same basket as a country. It doesn't matter your color, your origin. We, there are some things that we should allow to unify us, and we should be working toward them. Uh, we should be working towards excellence in education for our kids. That's something everybody can agree on. We should be competing with China and India and other um, upcoming countries that we're not competing with in math, science. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. We, the, I think I just took the take from last night was there is a, a a slim minority or slim majority I'm sorry slim majority of people who still want to be Americans still want to be America we want to, we want to think about our kids having a better uh, life than we had um, we believe there's a very important place in in human history for the idea that all men are created equal and are endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. It doesn't come from the government. That idea is unique to the world and we are the ones that have put it into play. I just wanna tell people, I just want to tell people that, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to read from my notes here and it's kind of jumbled. We, we have the right to tell people we don't wanna engage in blank. It's because of our beliefs and do it respectfully. We, we, don't, we don't want to participate in something that we feel is offensive to our belief system. Please go with our, you know, you know if you can find somebody that does it, I, you, you should probably find somebody that would support you, not me. The, the, one of the things that, that I am begging us as a people to do is to realize that what worked, if you will, for yesterday will continue to work. And um, the maximum prayer effort is gonna be a continuous thing for us mm -hmm. per the leadership of the Holy Spirit. 
we're already looking at a, a one-hour uh, MPE. That's so. If you hear us say MPE, it's maximum prayer effort for to pray for this now president-elect's cabinet. I, I, I believe that we need to start getting specific in our prayers, just like we did with this situation. But we asked God to specifically move in this election uh, in a way that would bless us as a nation and ultimately to save the nation through it. Again, Amen. not that a person or a party was the salvation, but that God was going to use it and work it to bring salvation to this nation. I believe any person with a, with a spiritual, biblical basis of foundation could effectively argue that if Hillary Clinton won, she, she made it very clear the direction she was going to take this nation, which was further down the road of liberal enlightenment. So more uh, homosexual rights, more abortion rights, more uh, freedom, religious freedom, you know, persecution, such the that The sale nature. of American policies right. to other countries. Right. More, more corruption <clears throat> and the such. And so uh, I, I believe that our time would have been even shorter, if you will. Well, and, and there's no guarantee. This guy could get in there because, Amen. oh, my goodness, it, it could be a nightmare. You know, it, it just really could. And I, I want to show integrity with that. I, again, I'm not banking on that fella. I'm banking on the Lord. But I believe we have a little bit of a reprieve. And if anything, we've got to realize turn that we, we can't go on business as usual. Turn it up. We've got to turn it up. Turn it up in prayer. I, I, in my notes here, we must be the grassroots effort of discipleship and constitutional indoctrination. If your kids don't know what the Constitution is, by this time next year, they should. They should. And, and they ought to be able to lovingly disciple someone else to in the area of Christianity and Constitution. Because that's really the only way we're going to change this thing is a grassroots effort. I think mine was hope. Last night and watching, it was hope. Looking at the looking at the numbers come in and looking and watching and thinking, wow. We I, might have I a mean, chance. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, it's hard. And we've, we've talked about it before, and I, Gavin can probably identify this, but working in ministry, you, you kind of get isolated to the outside no world. I mean, you hear about it and you hear about but there's a distance. But in the world that I work in secularly, I'm surrounded mm -hmm. by, by the liberal agenda. And I, I'm not talking surrounded like, you know, arm's length. I, I'm talking intimately close with the people that I work trying with. To persuade and, and, and and it's a constant and and I almost got to the point where I thought, you know, I'm I'm not sure if you know if we're crossing the Red Sea or we're wandering around in the desert right now. I, I you know and, and that that idea going into this election with the candidates that we had and looking at, you know, what what is going on? Where are we headed? What what is God doing here? And that idea last night, sitting there watching the television, was it's you know hope is real. Amen. It's not just right. a, 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 a this this grand idea of something of, in a far off place that my kids will never see. I mean, we really do have the the opportunity here. And I, and I again, I couldn't I could not say as loudly, you know, that what you said. I'm not putting all my eggs in the Donald Trump basket, right. but I believe in the the uh, policies of life and the policies of truth and the, and the idea that a country of evangelicals turned out in record numbers to, to vote and to pray and to do the things that we did to, to change an election that 
I mean, otherwise, I mean. It was like in the so bag for yeah, right. the other That's party. Yeah. So, so if you haven't recently felt or seen the power of prayer, I feel like very strongly yeah. this was an answer to prayer, solid prayer. And that was part of what we wanted to talk about yeah. is continuing the prayer. Conti if, if it's been a while since you individually or as a family or even as a church that we've really put together some serious prayer towards our nation, our politics, our right. in general, just to keep Be that momentum going. Right. Why Because stop you know how now? easy it is to get lulled back into it. And that's what got Amen. us where we were. You know, two, we two days ago, sleep. we were take lulled a, to take sleep. Take a deep breath and oh, yeah, thank goodness we made it through now, that crisis. Yeah, now, we, now we've got four years to fix this, and, and in four years, we could just as easily be, you know, worse sitting off. in this. Yeah, worse off even. Oh, yeah, so if, we don't pr if we don't produce now, we, we will be. Right. If we don't produce and now. So I think it is, what you're saying is so critical for us to continue and not get lax and let it go and, 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 and be lazy. I just well, want to give a kind of a testimony here, what you said, Tara. I, I, we're sitting on the couch. It was me and Brad and, and Craig sitting on the couch, and Brad leans over to me and says, um, they know something we don't know. Because you could tell the change in the, the faces of the mm -hmm. Fox News people. And he, he said, I think we're going to win this. And that's the first time gloomy uh, Eeyore all night had expressed any hope that we were going to win. So he, he He's he talking says, about Brad. Brad. <laughs> gloomy Eeyore. Yeah, and he, he says, uh, I, I, think, I think they know something. They're not telling us something. They, they know something that we don't know. I said that it dawned on me. It's working. Yeah. Our, our prayer is yeah. working. Amen. We, we're we're seeing with our eyes what we prayed for and and came to church Monday night and begged Amen. for. We're seeing God act on our behalf. I mean, it, I'll never forget that moment. So my funny was I didn't go to Gavin's last night, and knowing that was the thing, and I didn't go. And the reason was because I got home. So Emma had piano last night. We got done with that. I was planning on going because I know the insights and the learning that I've got from going and listening to this in the past. And so I was so excited about going and hearing Gavin's take, Brad's take, Ben's take. And I got done with the uh, piano lesson. Got We got uh, to a TV, and my kids are just zoned in on, on the results that are, you know, there's polls closing. So they're, like, zoned in, and the electoral count started going up. And, oh, Trump's got this much. And we get home, and Caleb goes to one TV. Emma goes to another TV. <laughs> They've got two different news channels on. And I'm looking around my house, and I'm like, this is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> Caleb's crunching so, the numbers. Yeah. And so Emma's literally calls. last night we were up until, my kids were up until 10 o'clock, oh, and they yeah. watched Fox and MSNBC on two different televisions. And I'm looking, and I'm like, proud dad moment. Yeah. <laughs> and so this morning, I, Caleb, we wake up, and Emma said, you know, who won? And I'm like, come on. And because she has a phone and she yeah. obviously gets the news updates. And I said, you know, what's amazing to me was I said, I stayed up until almost midnight waiting for Michigan and Wisconsin to come in. And I said, but I couldn't believe that he won Florida. And Caleb's got a, like a bowl full. He won Florida? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes. It was just oh. so amazing. So Amen. It was, it that was, a great that was night. us too. Oh, I got to get out of the way. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Week. Excellent crowd. Thank you for coming. Send us some topics.